Hey everybody, this is Thomas Vieira, owner of the ever-changing Stat Padford, and you're listening to the official league podcast. Okay, let's do that again, Just, but just be better. All right? <laughs> hey everybody, this is Thomas Vieira, the owner okay, of but the now, Better now Than. Okay, but now don't slur your S's and your B's. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, this is Thomas Vieira, <laughs> aka Better Than Taylor's Team at Fantasy Football. All right. And you are listening to the Official League Podcast. All right, let's do it. Welcome to the Bands Make Her Dance Fantasy Football League Podcast with your host, Taylor LaPrairie. What's up, guys? This is not Joe. This is Taylor actually saying it, which is a new thing for us. Uh, Joe is out today, but I am joined by one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Dr. Thomas Vieira. How you doing, Tom? Oh, I'm I'm just great. Yeah. Dude, I, I will say, I, I I really mean it. You are one of my best friends. As soon as I got out of out of work today, I like called Thomas. We've been on the phone already for like two and a half hours, and we're ready to record. Do you remember? Do you remember when we first met, Tom? Yeah, I was backstage at the Wharton Center, and uh, you know, since then I've just been kind of hearing about Taylor's woes ever since. <laughs> yeah, I've been just using you as he like, met me. It's <laughs> a punching bag. <laughs> He met me, he didn't like me, or so he thought. He was like, you know, this Thomas guy really just doesn't like me very much, and I'm just I'm just not going to be friends with him. Smash cut. Eight years later, here we are. Okay, that is one side of the story. Uh, the other side of the story, yeah, it is true. I met Thomas uh, backstage at the Wharton Center. It was the, what, it was the Spartan Youth Wind Symphony concert, and Symphony Band was performing. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, and then I met you, and I, I, I knew Travis, our, our dear friend, dear friend of the show, Travis Good. Uh, I'm Travis introduced me to you as well as I think Joe, uh, Pujan, and Tim. I think it was like meeting like the members of the quintet or whatever. But I met you, and he was like, "Yeah, I think Thomas like marches Crown," and I was in the process of auditioning, and I said like, "Hey man, it's like so great to meet you. You're like auditioning for Crown too, right?" He's like, "Yep." And that was like all you said to me. And here I was like this young, aspiring, like wannabe Spartan and like wannabe crowny. And you were just like, yep. Little did I know that's just like who you are. <laughs> and one word responses are very common. Uh, but it, it, it started our tumultuous relationship. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like that intro that you just did. Here's my dear friend. One of my best friends in the entire world, Thomas. How are you doing? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. Here we go. Putting it, on, putting it on full display for everybody. Yeah, and then uh, we marched around together, and uh, we I remember like talking to you, like got me through college. So what what a what an ode to our friendship that we're we're starting this podcast off. But we got a lot of things uh, coming your way. Uh, got some name changes. Very excited for those. Obviously, some waiver pickups. Lots of spending going on this week. I was very surprised by that. We got a bunch of stuff. We got a little game that we're going to play later as well. All right. Well, before we go any farther here we got to do uh got to do a little uh little drink check can you give me another beer please so 
Tom, I, I, it's give. Can you give me another beer, please? But you're going highbrow here. Yeah, show us, you what, know, you, show I, us what you got. I, I figured I would. I would throw a little curveball at you guys. I'm. I'm doing a little red wine. Doing a little uh, red blend. This is a uh, history. Let me see if I can block out the light here. Go a little YouTube. We got on you guys. This is history. It's a red blend. Twenty nineteen. Uh, it's a good year. Twenty nineteen. Great year for red wine and Paso Robles. <laughs> Uh, notes, uh, a little, little cherry, a little blackberry, uh, little tobacco on there, but, oh, you're swirling yeah. the glass. Now, I don't know if you guys all experience, have experienced Thomas, the like, the absolute connoisseur of all things alcohol, but your palate is incredible. Like I'll, I'll call you about like coffees and stuff like that. Uh, but then you talk about bourbon. You can hear like I'm getting uh, getting notes of uh, In and Out Burger and shoe polish. Like it's incredible the things that you're able to taste. How did you get the palate that you have? You know, I think I just drink a lot, and I also uh, <laughs> throw random things out there and see what sticks. Like I think we were talking earlier before the pod, and I was I was smoking a cigar. You know, Mel Tucker type uh, type vibe. Tuck coming. Uh, yeah, tuck coming, baby. Let's go. Let's go green. Um, go away. Nice. And uh, I was like, man, is it weird? I'm getting this like really strong like Smucker's grape jelly on the cigar right now. Uh, and if you're a cigar person, it's it's not the first thing that you that you taste. Um, so I'm not. I'm really not trying to be an elitist. It's it's a fun journey. It's, it's just who you are. About. You're an elitist. It's just who you are as a person. Well, you know. Now, speaking of the Spartan Dogs, currently 5-0, and currently ranked 11th. Are, are, is Michigan State back? Is it, It's like Texas is back, but is Michigan State back? You know, you can't say they're back until they beat Michigan again, right? I mean, we've got two trap games coming up against uh, Rutgers, the State College of New Jersey, and uh, who are they <laughs> playing? Indiana? Um, I believe so Indiana, Rutgers yes. Is, yeah, with Michael... Penix with an X junior um, coming off an ACL. One of the higher regarded uh, QBs in the, in the big 10. Um, so it's going to be tough to get around those two teams, but if we can, uh, I really like our chances against Michigan. Um, you know, they're they're They've proved to be one dimensional. Can't pass the ball, big run team, big, big 10 offense. Um, but we'll see. What do you think? Uh, I mean, you know me. I always, I always like to sandbag because I don't want to get hurt. I, I want to. If I'm gonna, if anyone's gonna diss the Spartans, I want it to be me because I just couldn't. I can't take it if somebody else does it. But I, I do think that the recruiting is going to be a lot better here. Um, and I, I don't know. I not like. I don't think I have like unrealistic expectations. I'm not like a Michigan fan that's like, we're not in the playoff. Like, what are we doing? Like, come on. Uh, but I mean. I think we're like looking to be like a solid eight, nine, sometimes 10, 11 win team again. I think that that's not outside the realm of possibility. I just don't want to be the team that loses to the, to the bad teams and then loses heartbreakers to the, to the close teams. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to play down to an opponent and I don't want to get my heart ripped out anymore. Uh, so I feel good. I feel good about where we're at. I'm also feeling good because I'm drinking a good segue right there, a Red Bud, another Berliner Weisse. I don't know how you pronounce it. I already forget, but it is a sour, and it is the same beer I drank last week, 
because I am very boring and I don't purchase a lot of beer. I'm not like you, Tom. I, I don't. I, I don't drink three glasses of bourbon every single night. I'm not. I'm not like you. It's one glass on school nights, my friend. <laughs> uh, let's start off with some name changes. Number one up here, we have RB Handcuff Heroes changed back to Stat Padford. Can we get the inside look from the general manager, Thomas? Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> is it is it broke though? Because I mean, neither of us have won a championship yet since we've both been in the league here. Is it broke? Well, you know, I'm holding out hope. <laughs> Haven't missed the playoffs yet. Very true. Always in playoff contention. You know, I have been thinking about adding a request to the uh, rules for next year's league to be whenever you want to change your name, it costs you ten fab dollars. I think we should change that rule in honor of uh, myself. Call it the Tom Sphere rule. <laughs> yes. Or who, yeah, I mean, maybe do that for, for Kelsey. It also seems like Evan changes his name about every five seconds. So I think that might be a good switch. Uh, another, another name change here. We got Fresh Prince of Hilaire changed to, changed to Urban Meyer's marriage. <laughs> I, I saw that this morning and I started laughing <laughs> so hard. Yeah, dude, and what a mess. What are your thoughts on the Urban Meyer situation? You know, it's not great. It was it was funny. I I we were talking the other day, and I was like, hey, "Taylor, have you heard about this whole Urban Meyer thing?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't think it'll make it through through week four in in Jacksonville. He's just you know he's not producing on the field. Players don't seem like they're bought in." And I was like, "No, Taylor, what do you think about Urban Meyer?" And he was like, "What do you mean?" And yeah, I, I had, had no to break idea. this news to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it was, bra- it was break this. breaking news, truly. <laughs> And I sent him the link, and he was like, no. Yeah. He was just I, reading. Yeah, I think that the line the line on my side went dark for about three minutes while I was processing. Because I am an Urban Meyer fan. Yeah. All right. Well, we also have some waiver pickups here. Uh, we have Herbert and Step Gibson picking up Damian Williams for $71. Dry, drops his boy, Tyson Williams. Didn't he acquire him in a trade? I think he also picked him up for a high dollar amount in free agency. Insane. What do you think about Damian Williams for $71? Is that an overpay, underpay, or just right? I mean, I got to think that Kelsey is just tilting here, right? He, he picks up Tyson Williams for a bunch of money. That doesn't pan out. So two weeks later, he's on to the next you know running back that's going to save the day over the next two weeks, and it's going to work out. So I don't think it's a long-term play, but it's it's definitely... It's definitely a play. Yeah, treading water at the bottom of the West there. Uh, Urban Meyer's marriage picks up Dalton Schultz, twenty-five bucks. That's quite a lot for a, for a tight end. Uh, we'll see if it works out for him. Uh, Urban Meyer, uh, Meyer marriage also picks up Jamison Crowder for sixteen dollars. Big pickup for Jamison Crowder. Everybody wants a wants a piece of that Jets offense right now. We also got. T- I was like, I was like holding for applause there. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh, Teddy Bruskies picks up Trey Lance for five dollars. I have Trey Lance in another league. I actually think I might drop him here, uh, but who knows? We'll see. Uh, it also seems like Kyle Shanahan like hyping up uh, Brandon Ayuk, and then all of a sudden Debo Samuel, and then it's like we're all this hype around Trey Lance, and then he's just it's just been the Jimmy G show here. Uh, when do you think Trey Lance plays if he plays? What are your thoughts? Well, I think the reason that Joe picked him up was because Trey Lance is questionable for this coming week. Um, So that would go right in line with what Joe has done over the past two seasons, where he picks someone up that I drop after three weeks. 
and then they go on to go absolutely off like Justin Jefferson did last week. So that would just totally make my day if Trey Lance becomes like the QB three for the rest of the season. That would, yeah, that would be a typical, typical Joe move. Collusion Kings, uh, last one in waiver pickups, picks up Dawson Knox for $23. Uh, did not know who Dawson Knox was when I saw this. I was very, was very surprised by it. Uh, but it, correct me if I'm wrong, is it the Bills tight end? Is that, is that what it is? It is, yeah. And it just makes me more glad that I picked up Travis Kelsey in the first round because I don't have to mess around with any of this. Absolutely. And I, I, we're going to get to this also a little bit later, but I picked up TJ Hawkinson in the sixth. Still very happy with that. Uh, but it was really between TJ and Gus Edwards. So I am happier and happier every week about that decision. Uh, we got a trade alert. I'm going to throw this one over to you. We've got a trade alert. Give it to us, Tom. Yeah, so the Collusion Kings trade Herbert and Step Gibson, uh, James Connor and Robert Woods for T. Higgins. Um, so for me, James Conner is really a sell-high candidate uh, this week. Uh, had a big week last week, but hasn't really done a whole lot um, in Arizona. Robert Woods could have upside, but really should be on the bench right now, which means he'll be in Kelsey's starting lineup. Um, and T. Higgins has been injured the last week, uh, last couple weeks actually, but but uh, looked good before that. So so seems like uh, seems like a win for Evan. I I am just shocked here because Evan has been the hardest person to trade with. <laughs> it feels like in our league by far, and he has he's had two trades go through. So very very surprised yeah. by that. All right, let's get into this past week's matchups. Little matchup recap. All right, we're starting off strong. Stat Padford defeating. Urban Meyer's marriage, 135.3 to 109.95. All right, Thomas, the floor is yours. Let's take your victory lap here. You know, I will say Terry McLaurin had a big week, 30.3 points. Uh, Saquon got two garbage time touchdowns, one at the very end of regulation and then one at uh, the end of overtime to actually win the game. Um, that's when I kind of knew it was all locked up. I was really nervous until then. I think Saquon had like eight or nine points total going into like the end of the game. And I was just ready to have another disappointing week with Saquon. And then, and then here we are. Yep, shaking in your boots. Just, yeah, I see that. Just, yep. Uh, you know, Derek, to his credit, his, his running backs were looking strong. Derek Henry, the Yeti, 25.7. And uh, David Montgomery, uh, new nickname RIP with 22.6 <laughs> points. Uh, so, you know, the, the future in the backfield is a little bit questionable for Derek there. Yeah, well, good thing he's got Derek Henry, who literally looks like he has two running backs in one person. I mean, the dude's huge, getting huge numbers. I think he's going to be all right. Dak Chubb Show defeats Step Gibson, 164.6 to 87.9. Kelsey, what is going on? First sub 100-point showing all season? Come on, dude. But within that, Dak and Tyreek have big weeks. 28.9 for Dak, 47.6 for Tyreek. Just insanity. And Devonta Smith, looking good for Kelsey, all right? He's got something working there. We love to see that. Uh, next up, we got Look at My Staffy defeating my squad. It's never too late, Nur. 140.8 to 113.4. Uh, very disappointing for me. I it, the, it really was not that close uh, the entire day on Sunday. I just kind of was watching my team fold beneath me. Uh, 
that was a tough one. Not going to lie. And it also, it sucks that I'm not able to, to support the uh, West Coast heroes in the, in the East West Bowl. Do you, do you have anything else you want, you want to diss on me right here, Tom? I mean, this, I'll, I'll allow it right now. I mean, you did say on the last pod that your floor is 120 points. <laughs> okay, so, you six know, my, and a half. My it was team, six and a half less than that. Like, you cannot lambast me for that. Come on. Let me, let me quote from last season. My team is good. I have a solid team. My floor, I will never, ever score less than 120 points. You know, 160 points on a good day, but I will never get less than 120. And then and then here we are. You know, it's just a disappointing show on uh, on all fronts here. Yeah. I should have let you finish. I'm sorry for for getting all getting all heated there. I don't wanna I want I wanna be a man of my word and I gotta take I gotta take it when I lose like that. Collusion Kings defeating Teddy Bruskies. This one was real sweet to watch. I mean, Joe, love ya. Um, but you're not here. I can say uh, this was awesome to see. 159.75 to 100.5, just barely breaking 100. DJ Moore absolutely going off, 31.9. Austin Eckler also going off, 10, 29.5. Uh, you got some choice words here for, for Tony Pollard, Tom. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Tony Pollard, 6.7 points. That Joe, if, you, if you're not a math guy, I know you're a music guy. I tell my <laughs> kids all the time, I teach music, not math. Um, that's less than a tenth of a point per dollar that you spent on Tony Pollard. So I hope you're feeling good about that one, Joe. Uh, and fun fact for you, Joe, in case you, uh, in case you haven't been following along with your team, uh, everyone on your bench that was active outscored three of your starters. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that you are the expert leading the way on the podcast in the league. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. I love it. All right. Hashtag two time defeats Hyde and Zeke 141 to 101.45. Pat Mahomes, five tutters. Absolute insanity. I had one of my one of my kids in my guitar class come up to me and said, I have Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes in the same league. Who should I start? Well, and I was like, first of all, how in the world do you have Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes on your team? Like, is it a is it a three team league? But I told him Pat Mahomes, totally paid off for him. He gave me a high five today. Really Really uh, set the day off right there. Deontay Johnson, 24.2. Zeke and Calvin Ridley, looking great for Tim, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just a battle of the inconsistent teams over here. You know, sometimes <laughs> Pujan will show up, sometimes Tim will show up. This week, Pujan showed up. You know, not, got nothing but love in my heart for the man. Uh, but the man doesn't have a post move that he can commit to memory more than twice. So, I need to tell you. Oh, that's so good. All right, standings in the East in the in the first spot. We got look at my staff. You four and zero, which is so annoying. <laughs> but Kevin, yep, first place. Collusion Kings in second, two and two. Also, also tied with that record. Hide and Zeke, two and two. In fourth place, we got the Dak Wiener, Dak Chub Show, one and three. And then in last place, our only winless team, Urban Meyer's Marriage. Just like the Jags, Urban Meyer's Marriage, zero oh and four. That's a tough one. In the West, in first place, the co-host for today, Stat Padford. Can I get a woo-woo, Tom? No? All right. Sounds good. We got second place. We got hashtag two time. Uh, also three and one. In third place, don't know how this is going on, two and two, my squad. Uh, fifth And fourth place, rather, uh, Teddy Bruskies, also two and two, the host of the pod. We're going down right now. We're going down. But not not all the way to the bottom. Kelsey, 
That's like the that's like the that spot's reserved for Kelsey. Fifth place in the West, one and three. You'll love to see it. All right, let's get into some power rankings. Hot, hot conversation about the power rankings this week between between Thomas and myself. Uh, we're starting off in the ten spot uh, where we have. Derek, although we, we disagreed here, in the nine spot, we had Kelsey. Now, you had this order flip, Thomas. Explain your reasoning here. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, Kelsey is just the, the junior varsity team. I mean, he's going to go out there. He's going to start Robert Woods. He is the Alpina of the Big North Conference in Michigan. Um, you know, Traverse City Central, my school, is going out, and we're going to face uh, Alpina. And I, you know, I had a little trash talk with Kelsey and I said, you know, we're, we're going to give you guys a hard time. We're going to rough you guys up. And he's like, yeah, you are. You guys are going to kill us. Our quarterback is literally four foot 10. And I was telling my kids about that today. And they were like, how is that even possible? They couldn't find anyone in the school that was better at quarterback than that person. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know, maybe he can really spin it. And you know, that's just a good analogy for Kelsey right here. I mean, he, you know, maybe he can spin it. Maybe he can't. Um, you know, he's just just not it. Uh, Derek, you know, even though he's 0-4, there's hope. I have hope for the team. There's there's a long-term prospectus. All right. Um, That's fair. That's fair. I just, oh, my gosh, we got to get a JV league for Kelsey. We got to get, like, a feeder, like a feeder, like a feeder drum corps, but, like, a feeder league for our league. We'll have to put, yeah, we'll have to send Kelsey down into, like, the farm system so he can figure out how to do this whole fantasy thing. Coming in eighth, the wiener. Dak Chubb show Marshall comes in at eighth. Thomas, you got a great, great one-liner uh, teed up right here. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was doing my power rankings, I had this, you know, I had the wiener right in front of the marriage. <laughs> Every time happens, the wiener gets ahead of the marriage. Marshall so, coming in eighth, and then or Meyer marriage in ninth. Wiener's getting ahead of the marriage in the seventh spot. Hide and Zeke. We got Tim, kind of in the middle of the road. Uh, I think we both agreed that we had some disagreement in the in the bottom three, but uh, Tim solid in seventh. Right here, we had some more disagreement. Uh, this is the way we 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 ended up deciding it: Pujan in sixth, and Evan in fifth. Now you had this flipped. Can you let's hear some of your Evan hate right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that that Evan has all the right things going for him. He's got the team. He's sh- he's a shrewd businessman. <laughs> But Pujan, at the end of the day, wins. And that's all that matters in fantasy football is do you win or do you lose on that Sunday? Who puts up points? And it seems like more times than not, Pujan's team puts up points and Evan's team lays a dud. Very true. My reasoning was just simple points four. Uh, Evan's ranked third currently in our league in points four behind myself and Kevin. But then you got Pujan way down in the eight spot when it comes comes to points four um so that was kind of my kind of my reasoning uh coming in in the four spot here uh we've got joe a fall from grace uh i believe he two weeks ago he was in the one spot now he's in the four spot just injury riddled uh but he's making moves uh you know spending spending millions of dollars on uh on tony pollard so we'll see what happens uh and then in the third spot I disagreed with this one. We have yourself, Thomas, in the third spot. I don't know why you don't believe in yourself. I had I had you in the second spot here. 
Part of me just needs to be the fighting Mark D'Antonio's. If there's not a chip on my shoulder, I am 100% going to lose. Okay, so is, that, just, is that why you get on Joe for putting you like number 10 in his power rankings? You, you're making up that fact just to motivate yourself? No, that's an absolute fact, and I will stand by that forever. Joe, you can take it to the bank. <laughs> I, the only reason why I didn't have number 10 in Joe's power rankings, uh, plural, was because there wasn't enough characters to write an S. I, I was literally one character short. So I had to I had to put it number ten in Joe's power ranking, which made me very upset. I can tell you're you're visibly visibly shaking. In the two spot, uh, it's myself. Uh, but coming off of coming off a loss here, sitting at two, two and two, I don't feel so good about that ranking. And then obviously in the number one spot, I don't know how this is happening, but Kevin's squad, four and zero, leading the league in points for, only had to make three moves on the waiver wire. I will say in points against, though, uh, it's still pretty good. He's fourth in the league. So he's doing well. He's doing well. Credit, kudos to you, Kevin. I mean, Debo Samuel ending up as the wide receiver three. Who would have thought? And same thing, Mike Williams off the trash heap. Like, Mike Williams was like Left Mike dead. Jones. Yeah. It's like, who? Who cares? But, you know, here he is. Well, that is a good segue. Now, we don't have a drop for this right here, but this is a good segue. We're going to play a little game here. We're, we're, about, we're a quarter of the way through the season, so it's time to, uh, to look back and reflect on the past. Uh, we got some hot and freezing cold takes. Uh, we're going to go through here. We're going to say who the hot pickups were at the draft, who seems to, at this point in the year, seems to have some major steals in the draft, and who had some freezing cold pickups uh, overpaying. We're trying not to talk about injury too much because obviously, you know, with C-Mac, like it might look freezing cold right now, or uh, I'm sure there are better examples, but due to injury, we're trying to leave that out of it. Uh, just based on their production level, the amount of uses that they're getting, was it a hot pickup? Was it a freezing cold pickup? Thomas, start us off with, with one, of your, one of your hot pickups from the draft this past year. Yeah. So one of my hot pickups, uh, as I alluded to earlier, is Mike Williams in the 11th round from Kevin. Uh, he's, you know, the wide receiver five on the year and just, you know, extrapolating that that was going to be the case. I wouldn't have believed you on draft night. So that's a great pickup. Yeah. And my my first hot take or, or hot pickup here uh, is Debo Samuel, also in Kevin's squad. So uh, right after the draft got over, I called Joe. Uh, Joe's is also just like you, Thomas, one of my like main fantasy therapists. So I was talking to him and he's just like, so no Debo Samuel. I was like, well, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you know, the pick right before Kevin took him, I just, I really thought that it was like locked in that you were going to go Debo Samuel. I mean, that's who you've been taking in all of the fantasy mock drafts all year. And I, I totally tilted. I totally didn't trust myself. Uh, I forget who I took instead at that point, but insanity from Debo Samuel. Like you just said, it's a wide receiver three, uh, absolute studs in the wide receiver position. And especially on the 49ers, right? Like so much inconsistency with who's throwing him the ball in the, in, in the offense and the game script. Just, just unbelievable. Uh, my next one is actually a, a, a hat tip to you, Kelsey. Even though I dunk on you all the time and I try my best to make you feel bad. J.D. McKissick in the 15th round, for him to be the RB30 um, and get real production and to be on your starting lineup. <laughs> Uh, 
I'm not saying a lot, but he's in your starting lineup. He's the RB30. He's a legit RB2. Uh, and to get him in the last round is great value. Nice job. Yeah, I'm sure that Kelsey saw, like, he's the RB30. He's available on waivers. Must spend. <laughs> Must spend up to get that kind of production. Uh, one another, one of my hot takes. Uh, this is, I mean, this is kind of like an obvious one. I mean, you might, maybe you think I'm cheating the system here. But Derek Yeti Henry in the first. Now, to, to again, he, he picked him, I think, like fourth overall or something like that. But still, the dude is just insane. I don't know why. I mean, I packed right before, and I, I grabbed uh, my boy, A.K. Alvin. But Derrick Henry just doing it again. I mean, the dude just absolutely gets fed. There's no no end in sight. I mean, the team is terrible, but he's the RB1. It's probably going to be the way it is for the rest of the year. Good on you. Good on you, Derek. And, uh, you know, I got to give it up to you here, Taylor, with Cooper Cup in the fifth round to be the wide receiver one. You know, I, I, I nearly spit out my coffee when I was listening to the last podcast uh, when you told Evan, you know, Cooper Cup, wide receiver one, Robert Woods, right, wide receiver 40. Your thoughts? <laughs> it's just like you, you took a 50-50 shot on Cooper Cup and you hit big. So good on you. Fifth round, great value. Should have gone in the should have gone. If we would have known, he would have averaged thirty points a game. He would have been gone in the first, right? Absolutely. Yeah, especially in the Rams' offense, it's so productive. I'm I, I'm geeking out over that pick. Now I just need like the two wide receivers I picked before Cooper <laughs> to start, you know, acting like even a wide receiver too at this point. And then my final hot take here: Tom Brady in the thirteenth. I think this is going to go down as like the steal of the draft. Pick up in the 13th, Tim. He's currently QB4. Yes, coming off that really terrible game against the the Pats. Uh, terrible for fantasy, at least. Um, but just to get, again, a QB in the 13th, to have that kind of production, and, I mean, it's that's even the second quarterback on Tim's team. I mean, he's absolutely buried. Like, what a value. Uh, might need to might need a trade for, uh, trade for Tom Brady before this podcast is released. All right, now we're now we're switching over here to some freezing cold pickups. The pickups, the people that people took in the draft that just look like absolute dog right now. Take it away, Tom. Uh, you know, the first one I I have to say is my main man Pujan. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Ayuk, aka Brandon Ayuk in nice. the 6th round. This see what is you did. Uh, see what you did there. Good. This is not great, Pooch. Wide receiver ninety-one on the year. Uh, not your not your finest moment. Not a Tariq Cohen, but but not your best. <laughs> a Tariq Cohen. That's that is going to go down in infamy. Uh, my freezing cold pick, AJ Brown, taken by Evan at the top of the third. Currently, currently the wide receiver seventy-eight. Now I know, yes, he's injured, but still, it looks looks terrible situationally and i'm gonna i'm gonna couple this one with his robert woods pick the next round later uh currently wide receiver 40 just absolute terrible when it comes to his wide receivers right now aj brown it's like it's it's brown in my pants right now it's that's got to be killing him burning a hole in his ir spot right now I got uh, next up, I got Will Fuller in the eighth uh, with Derek. You know, we've all been burned. You know, raise your hand if you've been burned by Will Fuller. (laughs) Pick him up in the mid-rounds. He's so talented. You fall for it. 
you fall for it every time. But he's consistently hurt. He's got no quarterback this year. And it's just that you just don't see the path to production. Um, but, uh, you know, Derek was the one. You know, I see it. ADP, click, 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 click. As it comes down to you, you know, you see Will Fuller right at the top. And it's hard to pass on him. And this time, Derek was the one. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, who would ever pick somebody that's on the Dolphins squad? I mean, who would ever? Oh, oh, my next freezing cold take, Thomas. You took Miles Gaskin in the fifth. Dude, he's the RB40. What were you thinking? Explain yourself. You know, I thought Miles Gaskin would be, I was trying to go RB0, and I was trying to just <laughs> get pass catchers. He was going to be the next James White. Yeah, totally. And then he got point three points last week. Uh, good thing I benched him. Are those are there tears or, in your uh, eyes right now? Are there, do I see tears welling in your eyes? You know, I I had big beliefs in the gas can, but uh, did not pan out, and I am I am all out. Gas can't right now. Uh, and then I would say Taylor to come back at you. I mean, Clyde in the third round. I mean, the RB like 32 or 33. I mean, just been inconsistent, been scripted out of games. He's not really ever going to be scripted into games. You know, the <laughs> Chiefs are never going to be up big. Everyone's going to play their A game against the Chiefs. They're always going to be half to throwing um, and half to throwing. They're always going to have to throw. Oops. Can I get an oops drop? Yeah, let me, let me, I'm, I'm, it's hard right now. I'm trying to do the drops. This is usually Joe's thing. Let me get it here. Oops. There we go. They're always going to have to throw. Uh, he's just not going to be in the script. He's not going to be getting those yards, getting those catches. It's just not not in the cards for him to be drafted that high. Yeah, that that Clyde pick, I regret so much. Uh, thank goodness I have Daryl Henderson right now. But the Clyde pick that that really really hurt me. And I've also got Clyde in another league, and it's yeah, it's it's really really sucking right now my final freezing cold take uh alan robinson in the fourth marshall the wiener whirling taking alan robinson high hopes i think i think he's like finished in the top 20 the last like four years currently the wide receiver is 60 i mean what is going on with the nfc north like everybody that you thought would be productive outside of like aaron jones absolute trash it's so tough right now. What are your What are your thoughts on Justin Fields? I don't I don't know who has him in our league right now, but what are your thoughts on Justin Fields? Is, do you think he can make it work for Allen Robinson? I think he can in the NFC North. I mean, you and I were talking about who has the worst division in football, and I think it might actually be the NFC North. Like nobody is good, nobody is solid week to week, um, and just you know, Allen Robinson is super talented, but. He doesn't know who he has throwing the ball to him, and and it's just not a good situation for him. He he needs to be traded at the deadline and moved off to a contender. So who who would you say has the has the worst division in football? I say I say AFC South because it's got Jags, Titans, Colts, and uh, who's the fourth team in that in that division? Texans. I say I say AFC oh, yeah. South. Who 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 do you got? Do you got them too, or if we're going to rank the divisions based on strength right now? Yeah, I mean it's either it's either them or the NFC North. I mean you've got teams that don't have hope, right? At least the Green Bay Packers have hope. 
But none of the other three teams, Lions, Vikes, Bears, like they're just... It's over. They're either destined for the middle or they're destined for the bottom. Where, you know, with the Colts, they've got hope. The Titans, they've got hope. Hope. Hold on. Uh, hope for the Colts. Are you just saying that because you're a former Indiana, Indiana, Indianapolisian? What's the... What's Indiana the? Police? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, they've got they've got uh, Quentin what? Nelson on the offensive line. They've yeah, got a, they're all, yeah, you're right. They're all, they're they're one left guard is really just the hope of the team. <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? They have got, Carson Wentz. Their defense got, is terrible. They've got Darius Leonard leading that defense. They've got the, and they've got a GM that you trust, right? With with Chris Ballard, he's going to be a he's a top five GM in the league, and he's going to construct a good roster. He's going to draft strong, and he's going to build the team from within. Versus these other teams, you know, you got freaking Mike Zimmer, you got yeah. uh, Martha Firestone Ford, you got hey, she's a nobody. great lady. You, you got nobody in Green Bay. I mean, the people are running the town. It's a it's a revolt over there. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. So those are our freezing cold takes. Allen Robinson, especially absolute absolute freezing. Might as well cut him from your roster. All right, let's get into some pigskin pick em, a little review. Thomas is actually playing right now. Thomas and Pujan currently tied for 11th. Love to see that. Very good. Do you know what your record is right now, Thomas, off the top of your head? I think I'm 9-8. and eight. Last week I was one game better than you, which is ironic because we picked together. That's true. We didn't pick the same, but we, we did our picks together. That's true. Very good. Uh, next we have, next notable in the picks, pigskin pick em, Evan tied for 7th. Derek is in 10th. Derek, we're, we're lacking some consistency here in the pigskin pick'em. Come on, my dude. You got to get your picks in. And then coming in at number two spot, you got your boy, Taylor, Christian LaPrairie. And then coming in at number one spot, still Joe. That that irks me big time that Joe's still in the number one spot. I got I to gotta do something about that. Coming in for our web matchups this week, we got some Lock It Don picks of the week. Thomas, take it away. Uh, my lock it down pick of the week is the Cardinals over the 49ers minus five and a half. To me, you know, we don't know who's starting at quarterback for the 49ers. Cardinals are just on fire. Uh, I think they cover that five and a half easily. For me, my lock it down pick of the week, I got the Chiefs against the Bills. It's, it's at the Chiefs. They're two and a half point favorites. I don't know. I don't see the Chiefs starting off two and three. What do you think? I don't know. I think the Bills come in there and they lay one on them. Because I, like I said earlier, I think the Chiefs get everyone's best game. I think the Bills are going to come in there and they're going to want to beat the champs. Uh, and they're going to give it their best shot. Josh Allen's going to go off. Uh, defense is going to play great, even though I have Travis Kelsey. And, um, and I think the Bills are going to get it done. I think that's my, that is my upset uh, of the week. Yeah, and that's for me my lock it down pick of the week. It's got to be the Chiefs. I think coming off a coming off a bad start of the year, uh, playing the playing the Bills. It's at it's in Arrowhead. I I got to go Chiefs here. And then uh, my upset of the week, I I'm picking the Browns, the Browns at the Chargers. Chargers one and a half point favorites. Come on, got to give it's got to give me the Browns here. I mean they don't even need to pass the ball. Their running game is is insane right now. So I'm I'm taking Browns. Uh, I I don't I think my record right now is three and one on the upsets, uh, looking to be four and one here. All right, let's take a look here at the uh, coming matchups. 
All right, some matchup preview. We got Pujan versus Step Gibson, Kelsey's squad. Three and one up against one and three. Uh, a true fight to the finish here in the West. It's, it's getting cutthroat right now. We're, we're starting to, f- to eat our own. Uh, any thoughts here uh, on this matchup? You, got, you want to take a little guess here what's going to happen? I mean, the man who shouldn't win but keeps on winning versus the man who doesn't win. Uh, you got to take Pujan here. <laughs> Currently, uh, I believe projected here nine points uh, ahead of Kelsey's squad, but also currently empty in the tight ends uh, tight end uh, position. He's got uh, Logan Logan Thomas sitting in that uh, that painful IR spot. I'm also going Pujan there. Next matchup, we got the Collusion Kings taking out Urban Meyer's marriage. The winless. Do you, is this the week? Is this the week that Derek overcomes? And, and gets his first W. What do you think? I mean, it definitely could be, right? Evan is the inconsistent king in the league right now. He he doesn't win when he should, and he, and he wins when he shouldn't. So I think uh, I think Derek definitely has a, has a shot here. Yeah, well, after that massive pickup of uh, Dalton Schultz, uh, the maybe tight end two for the for the Cowboys, I guess he's the tight end one fighting those Blake Jarwin targets, but and also Jamison Crowder. I mean, come on, again, the Jets' offense playing against uh, playing against the Falcons. Give me a piece of that. That is obviously well, sarcasm, and I will take Evan's squad. <laughs> well, you know, Taylor, I, f- I feel like that's not fair because it's not only America's team, but it's your team. I feel like you stop. Out of anybody would stop. know. Dalton Schultz in in his prolific career of work. That is not true. I am not a Cowboys fan. What? Where did this come from? By the way, where did this come from that I'm I am a Cowboys fan? I, I mean, I am a fan of some teams that I know like to be hated. Uh, big fan of the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, I did grow up as a Yankees fan, but where did this thing about I love the Cowboys come from? I think it was the MSU dorm rooms when you said you when you said verbatim that you were a Cowboys fan and that your dad coached, I don't know, Tony Romo's kid or <laughs> no, 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 no. Troy so, Aikman's kid or no. So the, the story at least is like when, when my dad, he got his job, his first job teaching is at Trinity Christian Academy where currently Tony Romo, his kids attend that school, but it's like that kind of clientele, mm-hmm. that private school kind of life. Uh, mm-hmm. but my dad was a, was a basketball coach for, um, the high school and the general or the da- the general manager of the Dallas Mavericks, his son, uh, my dad coached, and so my dad ended up like getting uh, becoming friends with his name is Norm Sanju. You can look him up, Norm Sanju. Uh, but my dad ended up meeting with and becoming friends with some people who would play pickup basketball games in Roger Staubach's driveway. So the, my dad is like a huge Cowboys fan. Uh, I had to watch a lot of Cowboys games growing up, and I hated watching them because they were always so average, <laughs> and they lost most of their most of their games. So I'm not a Cowboys fan. I I can I am a convert to the to the skull life, which I wish I could take it back. I mean, the Cowboys look great right now. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Next matchup: Dak Chubb show one and three taking on Hyde and Zeke. We love to see that. Is that our game of the week? I mean, average versus also average. What do we think here? Is that a game of the week? We're trying to save that. I wouldn't think so. 
I mean, uh, Tim Wright is the is the projected points hero right here. Projected to be 140 this week. Although, I will say, four of his players are currently questionable. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that Marshall could definitely boom again. Um, but I think Tim is the more consistent team overall here. Going Marshall. Love it. Well, we've got the... We got the duel of the podcast hosts, the Teddy Bruskies, uh, playing at. It's never too late, or it's a home game. I got the home home crowd advantage here. Uh, both two and two. Uh, I think I'm currently winless against uh, the Teddy Bruskies. They always seem to get the best of me, but uh, we shall see what happens here. And I believe that this is the this has got to be the game of the week right here. Stat Padford three and one at the top of the West. Taking on the top of the East. Look at my staffy. East versus West. This is you, you are the best that we have to offer here, Thomas. You got some smack talk? Somehow. You got some smack talk so, you want to lay mean, down? No. I I mean, I respect Kevin's team. I think that they overperform, but I think <laughs> that they consistently perform. Uh, they shouldn't be doing what they're doing, but but here they are. So it's like one of those one of those bands that, you know, is is a small class A school, comes up to a show, just absolutely kills it. Great, uh, great teaching, great coaching. Um, and I think Kevin's got a strong roster here. So um, I'm not looking forward to playing this game. I need my players to boom. I need Travis Kelsey to go off against the Bills, which is going to be a little tricky. Um, and I need Josh Allen to get absolutely shut down, which won't happen because the uh, Chiefs' defense can't stop a nosebleed. So that's going to be tough for me. So when you're saying about Kevin's squad that he's underperforming, and so who on his squad are you are you saying that's underperforming? I mean, Josh Allen. I think he underperformed like in week one, but then he like scored forty points the next week. I mean, did I say did I say under? I meant over, overperform. No, I mean, okay, so yeah, overperform. Maybe I misspoke there, but like, who do you say is overperforming? Like, you say that they shouldn't be booming. Who, who, or who do you think should not be booming? Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, coming off two bum seasons, should not be the running back eighteen. Uh, Debo Samuel should not be. Uh, should not be the wide receiver three. Darren Waller should not be getting 14 targets a game. Uh, Chase Edmonds being the running back 12. Are you kidding me right now? In a split backfield. Yeah, what is going on? To be the RB12, right? To be a a legit RB1 in a split backfield. What are you talking about? And then Mike Williams to be the wide receiver 5. Like Mike Williams, the possession catch, super strong, big body receiver, only really valuable around the end zone for him to be averaging 20 points a week and to be the wide receiver five and not even to be in the two uh, starting spots, right? Because he's got, oh, by the way, he's got DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel in the two wide receiver starting spots. So he's just going to, you know, flex the, the wide receiver five on the year. Are you kidding me right now? All of those players, I mean, Josh Allen, stud. Dalvin Cook, stud. DK Metcalf, stud. Darren Waller, stud. But, like, other than that, you know, he's got nothing on his bench, which is 
fine, right? I We've had this conversation. You don't need anything on your bench. You just need great starters and you need to not have injuries. And right now, he has great starters and he doesn't have injuries, so he's winning the league. Surprise, surprise. Sure. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, Kareem Hunt, hashtag living on a prayer. Uh, Cordero Patterson, living on a prayer. RB, Chuba RB3, Hubbard. what is going on? with? Yeah, you say, like, should not be perform- – like, you picked him up and he said, well, RB3. I picked him up for, like, $8. And I don't think anybody else bid. And here he is, you know, RB3 on the year. And then I'm, I'm stuck with Chuba Hubbard. You know, I could start Kenny Galladay. I could start Marvin Jones. But, you know, I think I think uh, Chuba Chuba's in line to go off uh, against uh, Philly's weak uh, front seven here this year. Yeah. Come on, Chub. We believe in you, Chub. Well, that's going to do it for us here. So excited that you were able to join us uh, for this week. Tom, so good to see you, as always. One of my greatest, greatest friends. And it's I just cannot wait to see everybody else on the podcast uh, in the coming uh, coming weeks here. Everybody, hope you're having a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Good luck. May the fantasy gods be with you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bandsmaker Dance Fantasy Football League Podcast.